0: This May 14th, Turks will vote in presidential and parliamentary elections. A footnote, that is the likely date as of this broadcast. There had been some talk of postponing following last month's earthquakes, but the current plan appears to be to proceed as scheduled. There are a great many issues in play, as is to be expected, of a country of 85 million people occupying a geostrategic bridge between Europe and the Middle East, experiencing an ongoing economic crisis, sort of at war on a couple of fronts, and recovering from a devastating natural disaster. But these are all absorbed into one key question. Should President Recep Tayyip Erdogan be given another term? This week, Turks found out what the option is. Sayın Kemal bizim olarak... The option is Kemal Kilicteroglu, who Turkey's opposition parties, who agree among themselves about little beyond their dislike of President Erdogan, have nudged forward as a unity candidate. The 74 year old is a well known quantity in Turkish politics, having been a member of parliament since 2002 and leader of the opposition since 2010. Whatever complaints Turks may reasonably have about the state of their country's politics heading into this election, they will not be able to harumph, as citizens of democracies often do, that they are not being presented with a meaningful choice. It is hard to imagine how more completely antithetical to Erdogan's gruff, belligerent, authoritarian nationalism Kılıçdaroğlu could be. Kılıçdaroğlu leads Turkey's Republican People's Party and, as such, choosing Kılıçdaroğlu as Erdogan's opponent is an implicit rebuke to Erdogan even before Kılıçdaroğlu says or does anything. The Republican People's Party, or CHP, is the party founded by Mustafa Kemal Ataturk, who also founded the modern state of Turkey in the years after World War I, and who, it can be safely imagined, has spent much of Erdogan's time in power revolving grumpily in his Ankara mausoleum. Ataturk was a modernist and a secularist who wanted to free Turkey from the rule of decadent and or autocratic sultans. He brought them freedom. The meaning of his name was father of the Turks. He won their victories in the Dardanelles. He led them in successful battle against the Greeks in Asia Minor. He was their hero. And time will show how the passing of a dictator may affect the course of history. Erdogan is a populist and an Islamist, who has built himself a thousand-room palace in Ankara and an opulent seaside palazzo near Marmaris. Though Atatürk remains officially revered in Turkey, his portrait is a common fixture in shops and restaurants, he beams from every banknote, it has been well noted that Erdogan has been reluctant to acknowledge Atatürk any further than he absolutely must. A necessarily blunt distinction between the two leaders might hold that Erdogan regards Turkey's secular democracy much as Ataturk regarded Turkey's religious tradition, i.e. as something you have to put up with or work around. Kamal kilic Ataturk's latest heir as head of the CHP, has little in common with his predecessor but a first name, though the fact that Ataturk's philosophy is often shorthanded as Kamalism should infuriate Erdogan to an amusing degree. Atatürk was a swashbuckling military officer who led from the front in defending Gallipoli in 1915. Turkey's modern history would be unimaginably different had a fragment of shrapnel not been stopped by the pocket watch Atatürk wore over his heart. Kılıçdaroğlu is a former economist and civil servant, so proverbially mild-mannered that he is referred to by Turkish media as Gandhi Kemal, a likening of his softly spoken approach to that of the Mahatma, a figure to whom Erdogan has been extremely infrequently compared. Nevertheless, Kilichterolu is no quivering milk toast. He has picked public fights with business folk who he accuses of looting the state and their alleged accessories in government. Occasionally, even turning up at government offices with an entourage of delighted media demanding that whichever minister come out from under their desk and account for themselves. <laughs> Kilicsterolu has been volubly critical of the response of Erdogan's government to the recent earthquakes and of its indulgence of the lax building standards which contributed to the death toll. As to the big question, can he win, a couple of early polls reckon he's a chance, but opposing President Erdogan is not easy. Since becoming Prime Minister in 2003, Erdogan has embarked on a Putin-esque purging of dissent. One of the reasons Kılıçdaroğlu got the nod is that the long-presumptive rival for this election, Istanbul Mayor Ekrem İmamoğlu, is presently struggling to stay out of prison, following his conviction last year on manifestly absurd charges of calling turkish Election officials, idiots. Accepting what amounted to the nomination of Turkey's Anybody but Erdogan factions, Kilichdirodu promised prosperity, peace, and joy. More meaningfully, he spoke of effectively de-Erdoganizing Turkey's current political settlement. He wants to hand back the executive powers that Erdogan absorbed into the presidency and return Turkey to a parliamentary system, its head of state once more a largely ceremonial figure. It is usually the case that people who most want power are those who should be least trusted with it. Kamal Kilicteroglu's pitch is essentially that vice versa is also the case. For Monocle24, I'm Andrew Muller.